0: beauty business babe my name is Kelly Callahan I'm a corporate dropout turned beauty business CEO I started my journey seven years ago with the last $2,000 in my pocket and a huge vision to succeed since then I've been able to grow my small mobile spray tanning business into a half a million dollar international business I'm here to share my knowledge so you too can create more income and have more freedom because if I can do it, I know that you can do it too, sis. Let's get glowing. Hey, you guys, welcome to another episode of the Beauty Business Babes podcast. This is your girl, Kelly Callahan, and today we have a very special guest. Her name is Victoria Osevnik, and she is from Going Beyond Bookkeeping. So today she's going to be helping you with some tangible tips to learn how you can do your own books because Lord knows that we beauty business babes, we all need help with this. So, Victoria, thank you so much for being here. Can you do a quick introduction about who you are and what you do?
1: Yes, Kelly. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be talking um, to your audience today. I I love working with new entrepreneurs that are just looking to be organized and make sure that they have all their bases covered. So um, I'm very excited to share some tips and hopefully give some insight on some of the stuff that um, – you know, new business owners, people kind of going out on their own, just may not be aware of.
0: Yes, we need that help, girl, because our lives are a mess sometimes. And especially when it comes to numbers, when it comes to accounting, when it comes to bookkeeping, a lot of us have so many questions. And I know a lot of the women who are listening right now are newer into the industry. They've been in the industry for a couple of years. Perhaps they've been in the industry for even you know, five plus years, but they still don't have this down. And I would say this is definitely not my strong suit. So I am so honored that you are here today to be able to help us, guide us and let us know what we need to do as beauty business babes to make sure that we're crossing our T's, dotting our I's and all of the things. So let's go ahead and start with um, who you serve. Like, who are you helping through your business?
1: So through Going Beyond Bookkeeping, I am helping new entrepreneurs Um, people that are leaving corporate to follow their passions. Um, I do also serve um, entrepreneurs that have been doing it for a few years. And maybe they've been doing it on their own. And now they're at a point that their businesses are scaling and they're having to hire a team. So that's uh, another place where I really come in and help them get organized, um, just get some processes in place and make sure that we just kind of solidify what they've already usually been doing at that point um, that far in. Um, working with the new business owners, the, the people that are just going out on their own is so satisfying. I absolutely love it. They are so passionate. They absolutely love what they're doing and they really, the sky is the limit for them. So it is just so much fun on my end to make sure that they're organized, that they're getting all the information that they need to provide to their accountant at the end of the year, um kind of going, get that started in the beginning so that they're not scrambling at the end Mm -hmm. of the year, and then making sure that we are tracking the right information to kind of maximize some of their tax write-offs and other um, things that they might qualify for.
0: Yeah, we need to make money and save money as much as we can, so... That's always super helpful. So before we dive into like the juiciness of this podcast, let's talk a little bit about how you even got into this industry and you know what you're doing today with your business.
1: So a little over three years ago, um, a friend of mine who was a realtor, her team was getting ready to grow by a couple teammates. She realized that she just kind of had a mess. She had a Folder full of receipts, and she was like, "Victoria, I need some help. Can you get me organized? Um, I don't want to be a mess when I hire these women to be on my team, you know." Um, And so we just spent some time just going through things, getting her situated, and I really kind of learned that I. Kind of loved it. You know, I went to school for this, went to college for it. Um, But I never imagined myself as a business owner myself. It wasn't something, you know, growing up that I was really exposed to. So um I didn't really think it was an option, you know, until then. And and then, of course, being from smaller towns, she just told everyone. So I was kind of like such organic growth in the beginning. Um, and that was literally right before COVID quarantine and all the craziness happened. So, you know, um, we kind of had to stay at home and everyone was on just scrolling social media all the time. And I realized that there was a need. Um, some of my first clients after... Um, my friend were uh, from California, from Michigan. Um, and it was so much fun to get um, their back end of their businesses kind of situated, get them caught up because they were really hoping for um, kind of a scale once um, everyone kind of got out of being stuck at home. Um, and that's exactly what happened. So I absolutely loved seeing their businesses grow and um, still enjoy working for them now. Um, and it's just been a crazy ride for the last 3 years. Um this past fall I left corporate finally after Ooh, 10 who? years of my career there. So um finally made the jump and um just really enjoying um all the networking and everything that I've been doing since. It's it's been absolutely amazing.
0: That's so exciting. Well, congratulations on taking that leap because I feel like that's always the hardest part is like saying yes I'm going to go full force with my business and I'm going to burn the boats essentially there's no going back there's no plan b like I'm just going to put my whole ass into making this work and not half-assing anything so congratulations because I know that's super scary
1: thank you yes it was probably one of the bigger decisions um, that I've had to make but I am so glad that I did and I'm just meeting absolutely wonderful people in the world so it's been Mm. super fun
0: so good. So for those of you guys who are listening right now, take that as a huge lesson, you know, just do it. I always say, just do it. You just never know what could happen. And to for like a lot of people that I talk to that really are strategic about this and like smart about it, the people who do take that leap, I don't know that many of them fail because they have the heart, the strength, the soul and the desire to continue doing what they're doing and to make shit happen because anybody can do it. It's not like it takes somebody super special or super unique to make something happen. It just takes some grit and like some determination. So that's amazing. So let's talk a little bit about kind of like the basics of bookkeeping and really what the importance of that is, because maybe some of the listeners that are listening right now are like, what is bookkeeping? So let's just go to the basics and kind of describe what that is.
1: Sure. Bookkeeping is everything that keeps track of your financial wellness of your business. Um, whether you're a solar, uh, solo entrepreneur, or if you have an LLC, or you've elected to be an S-corp um, corporation, you know, it doesn't really matter. You Your books and your bookkeeping is just everything that shows what your company's value is, how much money you have in the bank, how much money you're spending, um, how much maybe your startup loan still is worth Um, On this day, you know, um, if you received money during COVID from the PPP programs or any of the other grants that were out there, um, that is also a part of your bookkeeping. Um, So it's really the day-to-day income expenses and anything else out there um, for your business.
0: Yeah, so like anything financially having to do with your business, whether it's money coming in or money going out, is considered bookkeeping.
1: Yeah. And if, yes.
0: Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Yep. And I was going to say, and it's a little bit different from what um, your accountant may do. They really look at the overall health of your business, but a bookkeeper and your bookkeeping is the day to day health of your business. So it's really a smaller, like more detailed view of what your business is
0: got it so my translation of what you just said right now is basically like bite-sized pieces of the day-to-day for bookkeeping and then your cpa or your accountant would look at the overall like either quarterly or year-to-year health of your finances within your business
1: absolutely and those accountants are there to help you make those big decisions for your company um, or if you're just doing it by yourself, they're there to help you understand when you're able to go um, and be a company and be an LLC and mm-hmm. and really take that next step in your business. And whether that's you know having a place of your own and having a brick and mortar, whatever that looks like, that they're there to help you um, understand your financials for those decisions.
0: Yeah, that's so cool to like put it into that perspective because you know, I think about my CPA and how much he's helped me. I know a lot of people don't want to like invest in a CPA or even a bookkeeper for that matter, but he has really, really helped me um, understand, you know, what corporation or what entity I should be under. And so we went from a sole proprietorship to an LLC to now an S-corp, which has helped me save so much money. And had he not been in my life, I would have never known to do any of those steps.
1: Yes, I've had to walk through that exact progression with so many of my clients. Um, you just get to a certain point and it's like, hey, you're paying blah, 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 blah on taxes. Like, let's let's talk to your accountant and see if there's something better that we can do. Um, you know, obviously, um, we want, uh, the businesses to be very efficient and we don't want you to pay more taxes than what you really have to pay and what's required by you. So,
0: yeah, cause it's a lot, girl. It's a lot, especially being in California. It's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> so most of the ladies that are listening right now, I'm assuming either do bookkeeping on their own. Or maybe they just hide out in a corner and pretend like it doesn't exist. So let's help those folks out. And if you can share some like really great tips for doing it yourself, what would those tips be?
1: So these are my favorite people to work for um, and work with because not everyone um, hires me, you know, at that point in their business. It's really, um, they're just trying to make sure that they have everything straight and maybe they're not ready. Um, so the things that I tell um, these type of business owners, these um, independent consultants, contractors, whatever they call themselves, um, is keep all your receipts. That is my number one rule, no matter what size business you have, um, how many people you have on your team, keep those receipts. Every email confirmation, every hard copy receipt, just everything. And I am no person to shame a shoebox. I don't care if it's a shoebox or a spreadsheet, uh, you know, something online, whatever it is. Just keep those receipts in one form or another. I am definitely pro a Google Drive, Google folders, all those things. Um, but if that's just not something that's feasible for you, you don't feel you're tech, you know, technologically able to do that, throw them in a shoebox, throw them in a folder, throw them somewhere um, and just have those um, for the entire year so that you can use those to um, populate numbers to give to your accountant. That's a great
0: piece of advice. And I just have a question about that specifically because now with things like credit cards, right? And like digital statements and things like this, do we really need to keep the receipts or can we just go off of our statements?
1: So unfortunately, a credit card statement is not the proper backup for a transaction in the eyes of the IRS. There's been many times that they have audited companies And the company says, here's my credit card um, statement. This is everything that I charged for that month. And the IRS has said, no, that's not sufficient. We need more information to make sure that it's a business expense. And then they don't give you more time to look into it. And they just um, change that all over to money that the owner took out of the business, which increases the amount of your net income, your profit. And that means more taxes um, that you'll have to pay. So no, unfortunately, the credit card statements are not sufficient.
0: Okay. That's good to know because I don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't keep my receipts. So we will go ahead and start keeping receipts around here. Um, All right, cool. So keeping receipts, was there anything else that you wanted to share as far as doing it yourself? If somebody were to do it themselves, as far as bookkeeping goes?
1: Sure. My next tip would be keep track of your business miles, um, whether you're going up to that pop up market um, and you paid to be a vendor at a market or um, you're going to a networking event or you're traveling to clients' homes and providing services. Keep track of those mileage. Um, you know, whether uh, it's five miles, 10 miles over a year, that stuff really adds up. Um, There are different uh, resources out there, whether it's a phone app or uh, an online app or even a spreadsheet that you can use to track your mileage. There is a ton of different ways that you can do that. Um, The next one I would have, and I know Kelly, you touched on this a little bit, have an accountant that you can reach out to at any time. Um, I know that there are numerous accountants out there that don't um, don't require retainers each month, you know, things like that. And they don't mind answering your questions. Don't be afraid to reach out to them and just ask a question. Um, They most likely probably aren't going to charge you. That's kind of their secret. Um, But having them on staff or having them available to you and just having that relationship It will help your business so much, whether it's changing what kind of entity you are and going to that escort filing or, um, you know, making sure that you have all of your uh, conference attendances on there. You know, whatever it is that that you can really help yourself in the end um, to help your tax liability not be so burdensome on your business. Um, They're just there. They're such a good resource to have.
0: Yeah, they are. I actually hired him on like probably about five years ago, I would say. And before that, I feel like I was just like in this chaotic tornado of like not knowing this when it came to my finances. Like, of course, I knew it was coming in, what was going out. And I was in the plus, which is great. But he I didn't have somebody to kind of like talk to to say, hey you know, you could write this off or you can't write this off, or here are some ideas to reduce, you know, your taxes for this year, for example. So there's so many different things. Like for example, to uh, this last year, I bought a car and I didn't realize that if you buy a car for business and it's over 6,000 pounds in California, you know, you can write it off. So those are things that I would have had no idea about. So when people think about investing or I should really say the cost of hiring somebody to help you out. You have to think of it as like an investment because these people can save you so much money. You're leaving money on the table that you don't know that you're leaving on the table. And so because of that, it is definitely an investment that's worth thinking about.
1: I completely agree. And if there is an accountant out there that you're using and you're just not getting that vibe that you want from them, go talk to another one. You know, if there is no shame in changing or inter- interviewing a couple before you proceed down um, the path with a certain one, you definitely have to have that chemistry with your accountant and be comfortable with them um, so that they can really guide your business going mm-hmm.
0: forward. Love that. Hey beauty business babe, have you thought about starting your very own spray tanning business or perhaps you've thought about bringing in spray tanning to your already existing beauty business? I want to help you do that. Go to freespraytantraining.com to get your free 90-minute intro to sunless training. This is going to teach you all of the juicy details about how you can start your very own spray tanning business or bring in spray tanning to your already existing menu. Go to freespraytantraining.com. I can't wait to see you guys there. Cool. So what are your uh, some of your favorite platforms for small business owners who are DIYing this?
1: So, of course, there's always the QuickBooks out there. You know, unfortunately, QuickBooks is kind of becoming the universal platform. Um, But until you get to that point where you can kind of take on that extra expense of a subscription, there are a ton of other options out there that can really support your business and give you uh, reports that you can look at and really can kind of track your um, transactions. Very similarly to QuickBooks. One of my favorites, and I actually use this personally um, for my own business, is Wave Apps. It's waveapps.com and it is a free platform. Um, you can still link up your credit cards, your bank account to it, um, and everything feeds in there. And then you categorize it and you kind of go on from there. Um, it's just, it's such a user friendly platform. Um, so it's a good starting point. And then eventually as your business grows, um, you can convert to the QuickBooks of the world.
0: Mm, Love that. Yeah. I love QuickBooks. That's what I use. I use QuickBooks self-employed. Um, it's very easy to use, but I will say too, it's glitchy. So I don't know if anybody else experiences, that, but I'm like, Hey, I'm paying for this. It should probably work a little bit better, but overall I would say it's like an eight out of 10 experience. So not really too many complaints, but it was really easy for me just to like link my bank account to that. And then to automatically categorize things. So for example, if we have an expense for Office Max or something like that, it'll automatically go into Office Supplies.
1: Yep, that is correct. It has so many options um, to it that you can really customize for your business to help you out. Um, obviously, rules and automations are not always foolproof. So you do have to be careful of those. But it's it's definitely a very useful tool in that area.
0: For sure. So let's kind of guide into some of the biggest mistakes that entrepreneurs who are doing it themselves make when it comes to bookkeeping.
1: Sure. One of the biggest is probably just not keeping receipts. Um, Unfortunately, you know, um, the IRS talks about doing more audits and just really kind of changing um, what they're doing on their end. So that is probably my biggest worry with my clients are is Are they keeping all their receipts? Are we prepared for an audit? And unfortunately, that has to be a reality for a lot of people because I think there's going to be a lot more smaller businesses getting audited. So just keep those receipts. If they're in a a shoebox or a folder or something, that's perfectly fine. Um, The next would be that I find that small business owners and um, solo business owners are not keeping track of their credit card processing fees properly and using those as a write-off for their tax returns. Um, This is something that definitely does get a little bit more complicated on the bookkeeping side. Um, but an easy DIY um, way of this is if you do get a report from your credit card um, processing, whether, whether you use Stripe or Square or whatever platform, um, just print out that report monthly that has those fees per transaction um, kind of split out and just use that to help calculate how much you've paid to those platforms um, throughout the year for your clients.
0: Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. I like that. Cause a lot of times it's hard to see those numbers because it's an individual type of thing, as opposed to like a whole number. So what you're saying is to do that. So that way you can write that off at the end of the quarter or at the end of the year or whatever, however you organize your taxes.
1: Yes. Yes. And I think it really can add up. Um, over the year, and it is just something that you know you definitely want to utilize. You're paying it, why not get that money back?
0: Exactly, like I said earlier, just try to save us money, girl, because you know we need it. Small business owners get hit so hard, and we just don't know, like you said earlier, we don't know what we don't know. So it's so helpful to hear those tips. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the women who are listening right now, and maybe they're like, damn. Victoria really inspired me. I have to go do my taxes or I have to do my bookkeeping. I have to do something and keep track of this. Are there any courses or resources that you have that they can check out to be able to do this on their own?
1: Sure. So I actually provide two different resources. One is a bookkeeping review. It is a $99 review and it covers 10 different points um, within your bookkeeping. Um, and I give notes on how you can improve it, if you're doing a great job, if uh, you know maybe you shouldn't be doing it this way, whatever those notes kind of are, on those 10 points so that's reviewing your income what platform you're using currently to track um everything um, are you keeping receipts you know just kind of really down in the details of your bookkeeping and i also provide what it would look like if you were to sign on with me as a client I think that's very helpful because um, bookkeeping can be very affordable. And that's one thing that sometimes business owners think is a little bit out of reach. But when you add a value to it, um, it helps it become in reach or something that you're like, yeah, I've got that every month. No problem. Yeah. Uh, Second is I do offer a DIY service um, contract. Basically, it is a three month long um, service. And throughout that three months, I help you learn the platform that you're going to use. We meet several times for trainings and discussions, and I really help you get set up for success with your bookkeeping. Um, After those three months are done, I do offer also on-call services to where you can call me ask questions whenever you need it, or I can help you with like small projects, whatever it may be. And then I just bill you at the end of the month. So it's super convenient for a lot of my growing businesses. Cool.
0: I love that. So if somebody wanted to delegate this workout, say they're like, you know, I'm just not a great numbers person. I know that I'm just not doing this and I know I need to do it. How would you suggest they find
1: the perfect bookkeeper for them? So I would definitely suggest you're welcome to reach out to me on my website, goingbeyondbookkeeping.com. But I also do suggest that you reach out to your an accountant. Um, sometimes the accountants do have bookkeepers on staff, and they do prefer to work in house. That's not always the case, um, but sometimes it is the case, and they might not be aware um, that you're even growing that much to where you're considering, um, hiring a bookkeeper. So, um, definitely kind of start there and then kind of start, um, if they don't have that option in-house, you know, kind of expand your search from there. Um, I have, if I'm not a good fit, I have a ton of resources that I can also link with you on, um, whether it's someone more locally, um, or just somebody national that provides services like I do, you know, across state lines and everything. Um, there's just really such a wide um, variety of bookkeepers out there. Um, there are some that specialize in profit first. Um, you know, There's some that won't um, work with profit first uh, method. It just really depends. So definitely take your time, um, feel comfortable with the bookkeeper, make sure you have that chemistry because they're gonna um, end up knowing your business almost as well as you do, if not a little bit more.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I love it. I feel like anytime you hire somebody, it's like dating, right? It's like you have to make sure it's a good fit. Otherwise, you guys are going to break up sooner than you want to. And we don't need that in our lives because that just causes unnecessary. I don't even want to say drama, just like problems you know because then you have to hire somebody else so yeah take your time maybe go on a few dates before you decide to like jump into a committed relationship that kind of thing um but victoria when if somebody wanted to reach out to you what is the best way that they can is it instagram email how do they find you
1: so, I live on Instagram mainly. So, at going beyond bookkeeping, and then also my website, goingbeyondbookkeeping.com. So, I would love to chat with anyone, and I'm always open to book a little coffee chat. I don't mind at all. And I look forward to hearing from a few of you.
0: I love it. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise today with us. I had some really great aha moments through this because I myself am not perfect when it comes to this. So it's been really nice and refreshing to be reminded of certain things that I have to be doing in my business. So I appreciate you so much, Victoria. Thank you guys for listening so much. And we'll see you guys on the next episode of the Beauty Business Babes podcast. I am so sad that the episode is over, but we can still connect even further. Head on over to Facebook and add yourself to the Beauty Business Babes Facebook group. We have 9,500 women from all around the world that are in the beauty industry. And I promise you, it's not like other Facebook groups. We are high vibe, energetic, and we are definitely there to help one another out. I can't wait to see you there.